0: So, my wife and I were watching the French Open, we're big tennis fans, and one of the things that jumped out uh, from the men's final on Sunday is, uh, early and often during the broadcast on TV and the streaming platform, because my wife had her computer up for it as well, is they showed Tom Brady in the box of Novak Djokovic, and my wife's a big Rafael Nadal fan, so she's not too keen on Djokovic, whereas, like, I don't, I don't know if I call him a fan, um, I I would not say I'm a fan of his per se, although maybe you could chalk me up, but it's more the fact that my wife was trying to figure out why the two are together, and outside the fact that you could have arguably the greatest men's tennis player and the greatest quarterback uh, that would be friends, the thing that jumped out to me is, I could actually see that completely, because in tennis, it's Novak Djokovic winning on the margins, which has gotten him to now 23 Grand Slam championships as we speak today in the fast lane, But the other part is Tom Brady. You know, he may not have had the biggest arm or been the most athletic, but there's no denying that, similar to Djokovic in tennis, it's that commitment to doing all the little things, taking care of your body. The preparation, the mental work, looking for any edge, to the point of maybe going a little bit far, but you're pushing your mind and body constantly, that's the part that made a lot of sense to me. So, for perspective on that, and yes, plenty of football talk as well, he's an author, he's a writer for vcin.com, where he has his show, The Lombardi Line, and he's a podcast host as well. Michael Lombardi, Super Bowl winning NFL executive with us here in the fast lane. Michael, uh, we touched on it quite a bit this week in lieu of the French Open, but also in in lieu of the apparent bond that's there between guys like Novak Djokovic and Tom Brady, arguably the best ever at their respective crafts, men's tennis and quarterbacking. Uh, but one of the things that has jumped out is the attention to detail and the ability to just find every single edge. How much have you noticed around the greats, whether it's coaches, players, or even folks outside of the football sphere, that that ability to focus on attention to detail and all the little things does translate to success and greatness?
1: It really does, Eddie. And I think when you look at, at any industry, you know, for example, Danny Meyer is one of the most successful restaurant tours in New York City, Gramercy Tavern, started Shake Shack. You know, if you were to complain about your meal, he wouldn't apologize. He would want to know specifically what's wrong. If you told him what was great about your meal, he wouldn't say thank you. He wants to know what he could do better. And I think that's the mindset great players have. They they want to know how can they improve. They want to know when they make a mistake, and they want to be coached. And I think that's what you see, whether it's Tom Brady, whether it's Jokic, I mean, Jokic. I mean, it's all about the team. It's all about winning. And that is what manifests itself to all their teammates.
0: When you look at it, and certainly you can be successful being a high pick. There are plenty of examples of that in sports, but there are also examples, whether it's high draft picks in team sports or success in individual sports, players that have overcome. A lot of adversity. You mentioned Jokic, second-round pick of the Nuggets. Giannis Antetokounmpo was not a top-10 pick in the NBA draft. Um, you know, and certainly Tom Brady. Everyone knows he was a sixth-round draft pick, as we've heard many times right now. How much of that is chip on the shoulder? How much of that is the the fact that because of that, they're almost driven to know they have to have a little bit of extra attention to all the little things.
1: Yeah, and I think it it, it also proves the point where it doesn't matter where you get picked, or it doesn't matter what your title is, or it doesn't matter what you are in terms of your profession. It really matters how you perform each day and how you work to constantly get better. And sure that, you know, I'm sure Brady uses the 199th pick in the 2000 draft as motivating factors. And I'm sure Jokic says, hey, look, I deserve to be picked in the second round. I wasn't in shape, all those things. But the reality of it is, is once they got that opportunity, they made the most of it. And look, let's face it. Both players, let's use Brady and Jokic as an example, neither one are going to dazzle them you with their athletic skill or prowess, but what they dazzle you with is their ability to understand how to play the game and their ability to see the game and react to the game really in, with lightning speed and always make their teammates better. That's something that, that makes them different.
0: Michael Lombardi with us here in the Fast Lane, three-time Super Bowl winning NFL executive. Of course, he's got the Lombardi line and he writes articles as well for vcin.com. Uh I can't remember if it was the Lombardi line or if it was the GM Shuffle podcast, but you mentioned, uh, if I recall correctly, I know I'm paraphrasing this, but a couple of weeks ago, the work you do for the Daily Coach, helping you to build upon what you learned not only as an executive, but to keep your mental acumen as sharp as possible and look for that edge. How much of that has gone into your desire to pour more of yourself into to that particular venture the daily coach and being able to translate that to success in everything else you do
1: yeah i, I think it's really important the one thing the daily coach has given me and all the partners that we work on together is the ability to be way more present in the day you know you read something you see something and then you immediately can identify it with the, a daily coach column or you listen to something and you say well that would be a great message to put to the daily coach and it just keeps your creative juices going and it allows you to explore yourself. and allows you to improve constantly. And, and through that curiosity, really, I think that's the number one thing to stop aging. I think ultimately that's what really matters the most is if you keep your mind curious, if you take the, you know, Douglas MacArthur approach – of you know, no one no one's skin gets wrinkled by age. It gets wrinkled by being stop being curious. I think that's true.
0: Did you envision the Daily Coach being as personally fulfilling for you and for others the way it's become since you and George Raveling combined to uh, to put that together a couple years ago?
1: No, I, I think ultimately it was just the way we knew that everybody needs a coach, and I don't, and I say everybody, I mean. In any spectrum, parents, fathers, mothers, daughters, all the, everybody needs somebody in their ear whispering some sound advice of leadership skills. And I think that, that's a vacuum. I know I need it every day. So, no, I'm, I mean, it's really humbling to see that it's that every morning, you know, we go out to almost 40,000 email subscribers without spending one nickel on advertising. It's the power of the word of mouth. And it's humbling to me that you get at emails and questions like you just asked about how it does impact others. I think that's great. And that's what life's all about. You know, we make a we make a living by what we get. We make a life by what we give, as Winston Churchill once said.
0: No doubt about it, and it's why I subscribe to the Daily Coach. We get them at FastLane, EdLane at gmail.com every morning, and that includes the weekends and a little bit of a different touch on some of those things you get over the weekends, whether it's Q&As or different little nuggets and quotes that you can use. There are all sorts of angles, which is what makes it uh, worthwhile from our perspective uh, here in the Fast Lane as Michael Lombardi is with us. Um, certainly that particular part of advice, and then obviously what you've done with your media venture, writing for vsyn.com and your show there, the Lombardi Line and the GM Shuffle podcast. You guys do these segments called Step Into My Office, and uh, obviously some of that's because of your experience as an NFL executive. But if you're looking at it from – particular situations in the NFL and there are a number of them that uh, are going to be front and center over the next handful of months as we head to and even through training camp one is Josh Harris buying the Washington Commanders I know you wrote that article a couple of weeks ago after the sale more or less was agreed to it's not officially official but all signs point to that what would you advise someone like Josh Harris to do once that sale comes through to make sure he's able to right the wrongs of the prior administration?
1: Yeah, I think he's got to spend a lot of time on the history of the organization. I think the first thing he should do is is look at the prior owners and try to really create his own ownership group, whether it's George Preston Marshall, who was instrumental in not allowing black players to play in the National Football League from 1926. The Washington football team then, called the Redskins, had their first didn't have a black player until 1960. That's a tarnish on the franchise. He's in the Hall of Fame. He doesn't belong there. And then, of course, the Daniel Snyder era that has really been a disaster. I think you've got to kind of look back on your history and, and not necessarily embrace it, but acknowledge it. Understand we've got to do better. And then he's got to build a culture around around what he believes to be successful. I, I think that is really what needs to happen, and he's got to really drive that culture. the owners can do that. You know it's not about how we're going to play the game, it's about how we're going to build an organization through accountability, through belonging and all those sense, and history can attach to that.
0: Michael, as it relates to other topics, heading through two and three training camp, which will be here in a little over a month, uh, one of the ones that a lot of our listeners ask us about is Malik Willis, the Titans' second-year quarterback. They brought competition in for him to be the backup. Will Levis drafted in the second round from Kentucky. It's clear that you know if Tannehill's healthy, it's his job. What advice would you offer to someone like Malik Willis uh, to build upon whatever he's done in the offseason and to try to show that he's a guy they can trust, which clearly was not the case at the end of last year?
1: Yeah, I think what he's got to focus on is getting better every day. I think his whole focus is block out the noise. Don't listen to anyone and just basically don't read Twitter, don't read Instagram. Just focus on how can I improve my skill set every single day. And that's going to be really important, you know, because there's going to be a lot of written about, you know, he's not in the competition or what happens But no one knows he can control only what he can control. So he's got to focus on that specifically. And if he does that, it'll be really good. He's got to get better. He's got to show improvement. He didn't do that last year. He didn't improve through the season. Remember, this is a player that during a preseason game, Mike Rabel took him out during the middle of the drive. And so because he was kind of not allowing his teammates to have a chance, he's got to improve on that. And everything he does has to be dedicated to that
0: away from the uh, football facility, at the football facility, all those little things that add up in a situation like that. The advice adds up for Michael Lombardi, Author, contributor for vSyn.com as a writer and, of course, host of the Lombardi line and uh, the GM Shuffle podcast as he's with us here in the Fast Lane. Um, Speaking of advice, and you guys do those Step Into My Office segments, would you advise someone like either a Dalvin Cook or DeAndre Hopkins to wait until training camp, and, and not that you want injuries to happen, but they probably will, wait until that pops up, and then there may be a team that's more desperate and they get the contract that they're looking for but clearly don't seem to be getting right now?
1: Yeah, I think to me it's about fit, and obviously it's about contract too. I think everything is about the timing is right, and so they've got to make sure that they're comfortable because the last thing you want to do is feel that you didn't make the right decision. So, you know, to me there's nothing going to happen between today, which is Thursday, June the 15th, right? Most teams are gone. The Chiefs get their Super Bowl rings tonight, you know, and that really marks the start of summer vacation for every single team, all 32 of them. And moving forward, I, I think, you know, nothing's going to happen until July. So take your time because what, you're, what you want to make sure you do is put yourself in a, a position where you can have the most success.
0: Michael Lombardi with this in the fast lane. Three-time Super Bowl winning NFL executive. His first book uh, that he has out details his time with the Raiders under Al Davis, the Niners under Bill Walsh, and of course New England with the great Bill Belichick. And he's got another one coming out, Football Done Right, which we'll get to in a moment. The first book is Gridiron Genius. Uh, but from your time previously in the league, we've seen this pop up now where it's more of a trend of teams canceling mini camps early. How do you differentiate it where, you know, it's the Chiefs and they've been there and done that multiple times winning Super Bowls versus a team like the Jets or some of the others where they're cutting camp short and you're wondering, should they be doing that or should they maximize the limited time allowed, especially under the CBA?
1: Well, I think every team, is, every team is different, right? And so, you know, the Chiefs, obviously, they've got a, a veteran team. They want to make sure that they do the things they need to do uh, in the offseason. And, and Andy Reid will know and measure. They have a hard camp. Andy Reid goes to camp, and, and its practices are tough. He makes sure his team's ready for the opener. And I, and I think you've got to look at all those things as it relates. The Jets are a franchise that has had the playoff appearances 13 times since they won a Super Bowl in 1968. You know, this is not a winning franchise. I think you've got to lay a foundation of winning. The Chiefs already have done that. They understand it. I'm not sure the Jets do yet. Now, they've added some really good players, and they've added a great player in Aaron Rodgers. But there's still work, and there's still the fabric of the organization that needs to take place. Michael,
0: last one for you, and we appreciate your time. We're excited for football done right to come out in a couple of months. Uh, how much do you look forward to that coming out, or have you been? A- I mean, sure you do, but have you been able to breathe a bit of a sigh of relief now that a lot of the uh, proverbial hay is in the barn, so to speak, on that?
1: You know, I I think, look, I think what you try to do when you write a book is you, you basically fall in love with the work, and hopefully it resonates, but no one can predict whether it will or not. So I feel really good about the work I put in. I feel really good about what I put on the paper I hope people enjoy it. I'm looking forward to my next book, actually. Wow. So you had a third book coming up. Do you know when that's going to get I'm going to figure on? out what that is, Ed. i got to figure that one out. That's <laughs> where I'm trying to focus my attention on is what should I write about next.
0: You could do a whole compilation of your work with the Daily Coach and turn it into a book.
1: Yeah, I think we're going to do that. I think that's something that we've done some surveys, and people seem to want that. And, you know, we've got so much material. We'll we're coming up on four years here in in july
0: it is a lot of wisdom from the daily coach we subscribe fastlaneedlane at gmail.com you enter the address it's real easy to get hooked up with the daily coach and among the works of michael lombardi gm shuffle podcast lombardi line and sharing some of his nuggets of wisdom as a three-time super bowl winning nfl executive here in the fast lane michael be well a pleasure to have you once again in the fast lane and i would love to get up with you again as the book gets closer to being dropped
1: thank you so much for all your support ed thank you
0: Indeed, Michael Lombardi with us here in the Fast Lane. He's known for the quick hook, by the way, for his interviews. I think we beat him to the punch, which is very rare that something like that ends up happening. But still, great nuggets of wisdom and insight from Michael Lombardi, Super Bowl winning NFL executive with us here in the Fast Lane. That does it for us today and this week because the College World Series takes over Friday, June the 16th, as well as Monday the 19th, Tuesday the 20th, Wednesday the 21st. We might be back next Thursday, June 22nd. If not, it'll be Friday, June 23rd. Uh, But we're pleased to bring you that. Virginia Cavalier fans certainly want to see them get the uh, spot in the College World Series final. We'll see how that transpires. And in the meantime, keep it locked. Fast Lane Ed Lane, the podcast outlet, and Facebook, Twitter, Instagram to stay connected with us.